0: Hi, it's Booty, and you're listening to Seven Questions, where I ask world leaders and fascinating people seven questions. Today, I'm so honored to have my friend Kellen Lutz. Kellen, as you know, is an actor and has been in Hollywood for many years uh, doing amazing work. And it's too much, he has way too much work for me to list right now, but I'll list them uh, later. Uh, Kellen, I'm so honored to have you, and I'm so honored that you're taking this time to play Seven Questions. Uh, thank you so, so much. And I guess we just, we'll start.
1: How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, Booty. It's great seeing you. Congrats with the 7 Questions podcast and all that you're doing. It's great talking to you about your startup, and I'm very interested in that and just proud of you for that. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, life is really, really special right now. I'm in a special season, a new season. I love, I love the seasons of life and being able to... Recognize when you're in a new season, and for me, being married Congrats. for only eight months, thank yeah, you. I'm
0: still newlywed, yeah, yeah, it's, like one uh, year, yeah, last it's, year.
1: It's, it's beautiful because there's a lot of growing within mm-hmm. that stage, especially for the first time living with a female. <laughs> I can only imagine, you know, I've, I've held out this long yeah. from not moving in with someone before marriage, and that's just my preference, and I'm. I'm proud of that. I'm grateful that I chose to go that route, and it's 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 beautiful. But you just you grow so much more into manhood, and every time you, I mean, you're never st- you never stop growing, but there's there's always new areas to grow in, and having a partner who wants nothing but your best interest, mm. which I've never had, mm. uh, it's really special because they sharpen you Mm. and they they help you grow in a very safe way so it's it's cool to be in a season where I can see that growth I can recognize it I have a companion by my side as a wife and as a best friend which surprisingly I've I've never had like a real best friend growing up Mm. from elementary school to junior high to high school I was a part of every extracurricular activity. I wasn't just a jock. I played in the band. I Mm -hmm. I was a science geek. So I floated around in many different diverse circles of friendships. Mm -hmm. And I've had really close friends and and best friends in a loose term. But once you get married, and if you marry the right one, you have a best friend for life. Mm. And I'm so grateful to have found that that person for, for the the right me. Yeah. And it's it's just cool to look at that season that I'm in right now and to appreciate that. Mm. So it's really it's uh it's a great this week's great.
0: Yeah, no, I'd imagine like getting married and having finding that best friend in that case. Like I always imagine that when you find that person they know everything. Like like I look at others who are, are friends and you, you I don't, and I've never been married, so I'd imagine that the marriage or even the um the part where you're engaged where it's like, okay, we're taking that next step. You literally know i mean you'd you'd hope at least in my mind that that person knows what you look like when you wake up, they know you know you' they've met your family, <laughs> they either like or don't like like there's all these things that like when you get to that you know you're so close or you're there, it's like you are with this person you know for like you said like the rest of you know you're there your best friend for the rest of your life yeah so they they to me in my mind as someone who hasn't had that yet i'm like hmm what does that feel like to know that this person sees all like you just not the even the best friends who are like oh yeah because let's come out and you have fun you travel the world it's great but they're not there every day waking up with you every day
1: that's why it's so Uh, important to find someone who adds to your life yeah Doesn't drive you crazy? Someone you can laugh with, someone you can wake up next to, and it doesn't matter what you look like, what they look like, and hopefully you're still attracted to them as you did going to bed, as you are rising (laughs) from the bed. (laughs) And uh, for that, I'm very grateful for Brittany. Yeah. Um, It's yeah, it's a good season, man. It's you know living here. I live down here in Playa Vista right now. This area is up and coming. I've never been. I've never really lived somewhere where it's so walking accessible. Mm. So I go to Whole Foods, I go to the gym, uh, dog parks right here. And for me, interesting enough, being a part of the Twilight Saga opened so many doors, but it also caused me to kind of hide a bit more Mm. and isolate myself because that season in my life, and I couldn't see it then, Mm. It was very confusing in a way with the paparazzi and not being able to just live the life that I wanted to live and feel like I couldn't just go to the beach and be a normal beach goer and take my shirt off because I'd be perceived as Kellen just wants to be seen topless, you know, if the paparazzi were to follow me. So living where I did in Venice, um, was I just found myself kind of hiding out a bit more, which was... A tease because I'm right there yeah. at the beach, and uh, you know it's it's just a great. It, it I feel free. Mm. It's the best way for me to put it. I feel so free in this current season. Ducks are in a row. Business is good. Work is good. Family's good. Friendships are good. Um, I'm happy. I'm I'm always a happy person. Uh, you know, just I don't know. My walk in life is really really strong and. And happy right now. That's great, man. Oh, no,
0: thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, man, there's so many more questions. But as our listeners know, <laughs> this is seven questions. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, as much as I'm like, man, I could go with so many directions. Um, we'll do that some other time. Uh, but thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. For um, sure. Is there anything you want to share publicly that you're um promoting or you're uh, excited to announce or um, want people to support?
1: I just. I love charity work, I love giving back, and the one that I, you know, I'm, I'm a part of so many charities. I love my Boys and Girls Club, and volunteering over there, and just playing with them, and uh, in the sports department, and creating games. Um, and also, Kim Biddle's Saving Innocence. I love Kim. <laughs> where she uh, rescues kids who are being trafficked for sex, mm-hmm. and being pimped out, and giving them a new place at the Hope House, So, I'm a huge advocate and supporter of Saving Innocence. It takes place here in LA and that's where I live and that's Mm -hmm. where I work. So, it really opened up my eyes to see how many children are being stolen away from life Mm -hmm. and evicted from their freedom, not by their own accord, and being pushed and forced into these sex trafficking rings. And so seeing what Kim and all the people that help her and work mm-hmm. for her are doing, uh, it's I'm proud to be a part of it. So if if anyone's interested, check it out, savinginstance.com. Um, we just would always love more and more support.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm I about second back Kim. I've known for years and I actually met her when I was working for Oprah. Um, nine years ago uh in new york we had like a mm. uh it was her and um caitlin uh, crosby yeah they were both invited by oprah for mother's day weekend uh and i didn't know then a year later i'd be in their same circle of friends uh randomly that's uh, cool. not random because god knows what he's doing yeah. but um it's just crazy how it connects it up but all that to say guys kim is amazing uh, and i completely support saving innocence um that's dope all right, let's play seven questions. Let's do it. Pretty easy. We've got a box here, guys. No one knows what this looked like. Uh, and Kellen will pick one question. And do you want to read them or I can read them? What do you, what do you prefer? Everyone. Can I'll read them. read them. All right, I'll read them. All right. I'll All right, let's go. Question
1: number one. Dig in, dig deep. What makes you feel most alive today? Isn't that timely? <laughs> yeah. Um what makes me feel most alive What makes me feel most alive is being in the present. I have a hard time being in the present. I think about the future a lot. So I enjoy the present, but mentally I'm always multitasking. So I might be presently here and what I've learned about myself as I dissected and uh figured this out about myself and it's been very helpful having other friends, mm-hmm. you know, having having a close circle be able to point that out about yourself. Mm. Is that I'll be present, but I'll be thinking about something else in the future. And even my wife will be like, "Hey, you have that face. <laughs> you have that. Yeah, I, I know you hear me. I know you're here, but you're somewhere else. Where are you?" Mm. And so I, even on trips, like I'll be on a trip, and I'll be thinking about what I have to do back home or the next trip coming up. Instead of just being in the present and enjoying the smells around me, the, the, the sky, the sunset, the breeze, what I'm sitting on, what I'm tasting. Mm. You know, Brittany makes the most amazing food and I'm just so used to being a consumer and a devourer. Growing up with so many brothers and yeah, siblings in yeah. a household, I just put as much as I can in my body mm. before it runs out. And now I have a wife who cares about the presentation of food Mm -hmm. and how it looks and how it tastes. Like it's it's actually an experience Mm -hmm. for her and I when she cooks and we dine together. So I've really learned to be really, really present. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. You can, as an actor, you are supposed to be fully present. (laughs) You're just supposed to react, listen, and be. Mm -hmm. and as much as I think I was doing that I was thinking about doing it Mm -hmm. thinking about being present versus just being present Mm -hmm. and so what makes me feel most alive today is just being where I'm at Mm -hmm. and and what that feels like and actually allowing myself to feel and not worry about Mm -hmm. the tomorrow or later on, and be here with you mm-hmm. and having this conversation makes me personally just feel more alive than I normally would. Okay. Appreciate you sharing
0: that. Yeah. All right. Question one. Thank you. Be present, guys. Question two. Dig deep.
1: Alright, what's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? I love that question. What's been the most difficult choice you've had to make? I mean, I love this question, but I don't think I've like fulfilled any destiny right now. So okay. for me to say that I've made a hard choice to fulfill a destiny of mine, I know I have free will, mm-hmm. but I know God has a plan for me, and mm-hmm. as long as I'm walking with him and not walking like away from him or you know because two people they have to walk together to go the same way and if Mm -hmm. they aren't connected you're gonna be even just a slight degree you're gonna become like so far away from each other Mm -hmm. so for me the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny uh, let's just say for example becoming an actor Mm -hmm. I was going to college, had a full ride to play football and uh, go to school for chemical engineering. Fully paid for. Mm -hmm. To Chapman. Out of state student. That's a lot of money. And I quit. Mm -hmm. I threw that away. Now that was a hard decision. Was acting my destiny. God opened up the doors. Mm -hmm. So he's using me in this area. Was it my choice? I had no dream to be an actor. I didn't go to theater (laughs) school. I love it. I fully, with all my heart and soul, Mm -hmm. am so passionate about acting and and being different characters and and causing an audience to feel something out Mm -hmm. of what you perform Mm -hmm. and you show. Now, that was the most difficult thing for my mother, I know, Mm -hmm. because... (laughs) that's a hard thing to throw away a full ride and my mom worried the crap out of it Mm. for a whole year she just wasn't supportive of it and was scared and and what made
0: you then make that choice because that and and that's because that question is interesting because you almost have to it assumes that you know what you're destined to do right and so you were faced with a challenge and sometimes there are people I won't say obstacles but people who then shift or can potentially shift based on the pushback. And yep. So, if your mom giving you some pushback, what made you continue down saying, I'm done with school and going this route? Mm-hmm. Like to be able to break through that? Because that's, I mean, because I've met your mom. She's an amazing woman. And She's an A type of I know your brothers and I've yeah. seen the bond, and it's yeah. like, mom is a force,
1: guys. Uh, she is. <laughs> she is. And that's a great question. I think. I feel for me it's just who I am. Mm-hmm. I have it in my nature. I'm a I'm a very man like very strong faithful man. Mm-hmm. And so for me I don't get deterred by fear or worry. Mm-hmm. I listen to my heart. And as cheesy as that might sound <laughs> even reading a script, listen to my heart, you know, for me I have the Holy Spirit in there that mm-hmm. kind of directs my path and fills me with discernment and wisdom. So if something you know there's times when it's like okay should I go to this party mm. and my Holy Spirit will be like no you know and it's well if I go to that party I know it's not you know I could dive into that more and know that no good's gonna, gonna come out of it mm. It just uh, my Holy, you know the Holy Spirit inside of me my heart came so much alive that I wasn't even thinking about letting my mother down mm. or not going to school it was more this is your time to fly. I really felt my soul grow in wings and as I left the safety of my mother's nest I also think just being the, having the strength that was instilled in me from growing up a lot of people would not follow their dreams even though it wasn't my dream not follow their heart because someone said no you mm-hmm. shouldn't do it because this this and this well I, my mom said look go to school So you have a plan B just in case. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, you're leaving room for plan A to fail. Mm. And I'm not that type of person. You have to know what type of person you are. And I recognize that my mother, her fear was coming out of uh, lack of understanding and experience. Mm. Now, if my mother, if I had someone who was an actor, who was a model, who had experience in the industry, tell me. Hey, Kellen, it's not what it looks like. It's not there it's very dangerous. You're going to get eaten up alive. Trust me because of these experiences, then I maybe would have listened a little bit more. Mm. But due to my mom's lack of yeah, like she can't you can't tell me something without experience behind it because then you're just telling me out of fear. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And and I had to realize that this is my life and for a long time I was doing what my mother wanted me to do in high school because it came easy yeah. as far as just studying really hard, doing extracurricular activities. She wanted the best for me, so I knew that. I had mm-hmm. faith in that. But when it came to deciding what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, and when you're a junior in high school, deciding that, you know, as far as, hey, let's apply for colleges yeah. to see where you want to go, and the odds of getting out of state, because my father always lived in California. I wanted to go to California, and that's hard for an out of state student, especially yeah. a white caucasian man. Yeah. So, um getting back to the question, what's been the most difficult choice you've had to make to fulfill your destiny? Uh it's it's uh you know, just as long as I'm 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 healthy in mind, body, and spirit and soul. Most difficult choice I think has been because I'm such a loyalist and a Mm -hmm. lover has been cutting the fat off Mm. and out here in Hollywood you you make a lot of acquaintance friends Hollywood friends Mm -hmm. hundreds of them and I like to be liked I like to fit in but there's sometimes where you have to assess who you're fitting in with Mm -hmm. and what you're gaining out of it and a couple years ago I realized that I'm not growing anymore. And if you ever stop growing, you got to look in the mirror and see why. Because mm-hmm. I think we should always continuously be growing. And I think the most difficult thing for me, because to reach your destiny, you gotta, you can't have 100 people on your back. You gotta have people pulling you up. Mm-hmm. And so I had to cut, I had to make that conscious choice mm-hmm not verbally say hey man we aren't friends anymore but to be okay Mm. with letting my 20s season Mm -hmm. of learning and experiencing to hang that up and hang a lot of the people and things with that up as I grow into my 30s Mm. so yeah that was deep thank you (laughs)
0: question three Dig deep.
1: What do you do to find peace when at times there is noise all around you?
0: Well, I know you like to eat. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> this, is, this is a very funny question because uh, my wife Brittany asked me the same thing. I am a man who loves noise. Mm. And I don't realize even when I think I'm having peace, like what is peace? And peace is... It's like, it's, it's silence. I, I mean, there's, there's different ways of peace. But she asked me, she's like, Kellen, do you ever just like sit in silence? Because that's when God gets to talk to you. And I'm like, well, no, you know, I have, I have a Christian worship on and praise and worship or some podcast on or, or some sort of music yeah. on. I love music. And she's like, but that's not silence. How can you hear him through that? Mm. And I'm like, I do hear him. But then I started practicing, hearing, listening to him in silence and praying mm. and having him and just like meditating on like, okay, let's not have anything to distract me and to listen. And I hear more clearly from him. Mm. I was going to say, what is happens beautiful. There, If you're so used to it, like, <laughs> which is beautiful. So it's, where do I, where do I find peace when times there is noise all around you? For one thing, there's never noise all around me. And if there is, even in in life in general, noise, distractions, stress, whatever it may be, I love nature, man. Mm. I feel so much peace going to the beach. Thank God we live here in California. I can just drive, you can go at sunset, go late at night, park the car, walk out to the beach, feel the breeze, listen to the waves. These last eight years, I've never felt more Peaceful, where I lived, mm. and even driving south on the four hundred five, heading west, seeing the palm trees, instantly brings me so much peace. And I do need some alone time now that I'm married. You know, I love Brittany to death, love Coda to death, <laughs> but you still need, and that's kind of my closet. Honestly, mm. I go into my closet. Usually, I wake up first, so I'll find my you know 6am 6 6am 6 to 6.30 is my my quiet time and I'm in there no distractions both of them are sleeping shut the door listen to some praise music um I will pray and then uh you know read a couple of verses and I'll just sit there I'll listen and it's the best way to start my day I actually got these uh these journals there's a five minute journal okay and uh it's like a gratitude journal and then they the same guys have this one called the uh, priority journal. I think
0: oh that's I need it. that one I'm sure that, I one, need that one too. The priority. That one has
1: been really really helpful because what he te- teaches you is like write the most like what's the most important thing to you mm-hmm. and that's what you need to do first and if you have anything that's uncomfortable that you haven't done that probably means it's the most important thing to do so you should, you should just do it <laughs> and so using that Uh, it's called the productivity planner using that and writing God time first thing if I have God time first thing and that's all I have today was a good day Mm because there's no way having that time could ever make my day worse Mm -hmm. now if I forget to have that if I forget to start my day it's like someone who's obsessed with coffee forgets to have have that that cup of Joe Their energy level is so depleting, yeah. and they're going to have a sluggish day. Mm-hmm. And if they just have that coffee for me, it's my quiet God mm. time. I know that I'm having an awesome day. Yeah. And then when I get everything else on that productivity planner checked off the list, I just have so much peace in me. So I, I usually you know am very much in a peaceful state. But I do, at times, need to have alone time and travel time. I have a very adventurous spirit, so I need to just get away. Okay. And I need to explore new things. So, yeah. That's a big that. roundabout way to answer that.
0: No, I think, uh, for me, I'm definitely going to have to find that journal because uh, I think everyone can prioritize. <laughs> I can
1: always adjust priorities. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll show you it, because I used to try and get... My to-do list, I just make a list. and yeah, I stuff. done. But I never felt accomplished. Mm. But with this productivity one, it, touches, touches, or it teaches you about the Pomodoro technique, which is 25 minutes on, 5-minute rest. Oh, wow. And so you just work for 25 minutes, and then you take a 5-minute rest. You go outside, and it's, it's so helpful mm. to see and also to break up your to-do list. Like if you're trying to do yeah. something, say reorganize your bookshelf, and you know it's going to take 4 hours... Well, break it off into one hour a day, so mm-hmm. once you get that one hour, it's like these mini successes. Yeah. So it pans out that you were successful that day. Even though you didn't finish it, you mm-hmm. plan just to do one hour of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with writing a script. You know, as mm-hmm. I'm writing some of my movies, just do a page a day, mm-hmm. or do 30 minutes. Just sit down. You don't have to write the whole the script whole thing because it's like, "Ah you're like, "ah, because you'll be <laughs> so hard on yourself." And so having those encouraging ways. To keep myself accountable brings so much peace in my life as well. Cool, yeah. I'll show you them. Yeah, thank you. All right, question four. This is good. Dig deep. What are you most grateful for? My life, I'm very grateful for always being such a man of faith and seeing the best in situations, my courageous heart, the heart that God gave me and and I just have such a childlike, wondrous heart that I'm just so grateful for the way that it loves, for the people that it loves, for, for the love of my life, finding that, you know, if you can get your heart right, you're gonna attract those things. Mm. So I don't think it's about finding Mrs. Right, it's about being Mr. Right. And for that leads to my heart again, And it's, uh, yeah, I'm just grateful for the heart that I have.
0: Mm. All right, that's a short one, yeah. Question five
1: What's the lesson that's taken you the longest to learn?
0: for me, one of the lessons that's taken me the longest to learn is, I've always had this um, thing with, you know, I love people and so, uh, it took me, it's taken me a while to get the fact that people, you can't expect people to respond the way you expect them to respond. So, you do something for someone, in my case, uh, I expect a thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it, but not everyone says thank you and so, allowing, um, uh, room for people to accept people in, um, as they, to expect that people won't do what you expect, uh, when it comes to life, things in life. I'm like, how do I say this? Uh, whether it's the thank you is one, but then there's so many other scenarios where it's like you, um, I can't think of anything on top of my head, but that's just an example of like, it it took me a while to just let people um, accept people as they are in certain situations that I expect them to respond a certain way. Um, thank you is one example, uh, and I've I've learned that just by learning that not everyone was raised the same way I was, and so, not to say that thank you shouldn't be universal, but maybe people will respond they the thank you isn't something that, in this case, that they just. Um, uh, and this is many times, so not just once, but like many times of someone not being able to do that, you kind of say, okay, maybe it's just something, maybe they say it in a different way. Because um, yeah, I still around true. them, so I like them for other things. It's like, uh, oh, maybe that's just not their thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't use that word um, that I'm attracted to, which is the thanks. Yeah. Um, and so the lesson that it's taken me a while uh, up until this last year to just kind of, hmm, okay, like this, don't take it, don't take that personally. Just recognize that. People respond, um, or will show you way other ways of of um, care in this case, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. that's really good, man. Yeah,
1: it's really good. For me, two things came out. So there's, I have the hardest time with patience. Mm-hmm. I'm not a man of patience, <laughs> and that came from. Young in elementary school, I wanted to go play football early. My mom was late from picking me up. She went to the grocery store, and I just sat on the chair waiting for the van to come by so she could take me to school, because I was the one who brought the football. And everyone counted on me. It just really built up this, oh, wow. this like aggression with patience. And that's, that's been something to you know, my day-to-day that I've really been working on. But even say for this industry now, we don't control anything here. Mm-hmm. There's auditions. There's other people. There's other actors. There's box office. There's there's no. There's no guarantee. There's no one hundred percent guaranteed bet. There isn't. So my patience with say where I want to be and where I'm at. Uh, that can get trying sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, because you see like the stuff that you want to be doing, but you just have to have the patience to get there. And for me, it is, I am grateful that I would love to be doing this for the rest of my life. And I'm not, it's not like I'm like, oh, I want to be doing this at age 25. It's just certain projects that I do want to be doing. Those projects will be there forever. It's just a matter of when... I'm doing those projects mm-hmm. so for me patience and being able to step step outside of my present and to see the journey to enjoy the journey mm-hmm. I think it that's and, hard for a lot of people it yeah it is that's, and, and to is recognize hard. that you it's the journey we're all here on earth <laughs> you know it, it's, it's a massive journey we all have our own journeys yeah so to enjoy the journey, and that's again going back to my and you know, what was the first question? Being what keeps you alive, being in the present. Yeah. And um, but so that's that one. And I'm I'm still working on the patience. It's a long lesson, hard lesson to fully be free of. But going back to one of my first movies, stick it, and a lesson that I learned from the man himself, Jeff Bridges. While I was on that. Set Jeff, is an amazing actor, amazing man. Um, I'm just forever grateful for the words of advice that he gave. He said, learn this about the industry. Make your life outside of the industry Mm -hmm. versus your life the industry. Because the industry doesn't want you there. It's always going to be chewing you out and spitting people out. And if you make your life the industry, you're going to be left with nothing. But if you make your life outside of the industry and you find your happiness just in life and you're able to step into the industry whenever it's wanting or whenever you want to, you're going to be much more happier than the ones who make it their life. And at a young age, when I was 19 and hearing that, it stuck with me. So That's one of the best lessons to my day, being out here and doing what I'm doing that I'm forever grateful for.
0: That's amazing, yeah. That's yeah. in on that one, yeah. I'm like, wow. That's good advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. Huh. All right. Question six. Almost there.
1: (laughs) Best advice you've gotten and used. That's pretty much. Well, that's that's yeah. Try to do another one. Let's
0: do another one. That's That's the first time that's ever happened. That's I kind of rambled on. <laughs> I was like oh that's the first time that's hilarious
1: if you were an animal which one would you want to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you've thought about this
0: this is like our...
1: I love flying man so I'd, I'd love to be like a big strong bald eagle like just mm. something <laughs> massive he's a predator Yeah. but I just would love to be able to fly around the world That's what I'd want to be. What would you want to be?
0: Uh, I'd want to be a um, uh, black, um, I always think the leopard, Uh, uh, leopard or black panther, Mm -hmm. Uh, something that's graceful, um, high up, overlooking, can see things. Uh, I like flying, but I also like agility, um, being able to move fast uh, Mm -hmm. and blend in. Yeah. Uh my family my sister always calls me a chameleon. So as much as I like chameleons, I don't want to be a little <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be a reptile. Yeah. But I think the panther and the leopard, it's like it's just something about those creatures that uh they move fast, you rarely see them. It's yeah. like you people have to spend their lives out in the field trying to capture them, because 'Cause they're just so fast and they blend in yeah. so well. Uh and that's what I that's what I wanna be. I mean sneak attack. It's like you don't see me but I see you. Uh. they're powerful man powerful (laughs) I have uh
1: my buddy Eddie down at Black Jaguar White Tiger Do you know them down in Mexico City he uh he like helps a bunch of Jaguars and Tigers and Lions from circuses or Mm. or places who people who own them and he rehabilitates them and takes them in and he has this amazing organization there but he has uh, two Cielo and uh, Matsu which are Black Jaguar and, and uh just a regular jaguar. They are so beautiful. Mm. Matsu has the most emerald eyes. That's and what I was the just sweetest thinking Sweetest disposition yeah. in the coat. And uh, Cielo is just powerful. They are, mm. when you look at them, you, you can just like, they know how powerful they are. They have
0: to. I'm like, yeah do not want to let that thing loose. That's all. No. <laughs> like, are they in, are they in cages? <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming yeah. habitats. Big habitats. That. Yeah, yeah, habitats. I hate the, the cage word, but yeah. yeah. Habitats, yeah. Cool. Um, Question seven, man. Thank you for playing.
1: Last question. Here we go. What advice would you give to your younger self? One thing that I hated in school, and I think I'll do it different for my kids, we'll probably even homeschool is like I get studying different subjects but no one honed in on what I loved to do mm. and who I was so forcing on like in school growing up you had to take a certain amount of history classes yeah. <laughs> certain amount of you know english classes certain amount of math mm-hmm. and science i don't care about a bunch of those i loved math Mm -hmm. I love science. I will probably work in those fields in some fashion. Mm -hmm. And I do to this day. I create stuff and I use my science background for different patents and inventions Mm -hmm. and products. And I do a lot of problem solving things in my day-to-day life. Even acting. And and English is good. But the history, yeah, history is important. Mm -hmm. But I have no desire to know about the history. Mm -hmm. Call that ignorance? Sure. But why feel a child with stuff that he has no interest in learning and why not get to know the the talents the gifts mm-hmm. that God's God has given to him and 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 help that blossom mm-hmm. and help that grow and so in school I didn't study the only topics that came easy were math and science to me. Mm. The other ones I studied the night of. I crammed for, but yeah. I didn't <laughs> study to learn or understand. I studied to get the grade. To get the grade. Yeah. So if I could go back and maybe enjoy, even though I enjoyed, I, even my senior year i had seven classes, all honors. You know, while like some of my friends, they took only two to graduate. Yeah. I again did it for the college resume. I think I would have cared less. Mm. The whole grading system in school is ridiculous to me. And it's even more ridiculous that there's less and less art programs. Mm. They're all being taken away because there's no money for it. So now we're all learning the same stuff that we've been learning for years. And how are we going to expect change to happen in the world for the better? If we're continuing with the past same... Like studies. studies. And creative yeah. art programs allow us to explore and expand the creative mind. And there's a book called uh Drawn on the Right Side of the Brain, I think it is. That was it's it's an awesome book to read. And it's it's just the importance of having our 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 art programs and the ones that help us think outside of the box because if we want to solve problems nowadays like you can't use old mentalities to do that you need to come up with new solutions yeah. and new ways around the problems to do it because we are just continuously making the same mistakes in a lot of arenas so for me going back to my older self for my younger self i would you know what's where was that one what? Oh, uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Uh, yeah, I would just like not care as much. And there's a few girls I, I would tell myself not to date. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: Um, oh, that's great. Um, uh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, no, I just, as you were talking about the school systems, I'm like, yeah, that's a whole separate man. Yeah and hopefully you homeschool your kids so you don't have to go through that (laughs) or some other special school where yeah there's some good special schools as well a lot of good special schools because my thoughts on education needs to be changed immediately but we won't get too political here Uh, (laughs) Kellen you know it's such an honor to know you and to have been in your life and in and out and be a part of men's group and uh, to watch you grow and to watch you um, be where you are now and uh, to be honest it's just cool, um, you know, for you to sit down with me and and take time, because I know your time is valuable, so I just want to thank you publicly for playing Seven Questions, Um, and normally at the end, I always ask uh, for the person who's playing to uh, nominate, kind of like the Ice Bucket Challenge, uh, nominate someone else who you respect, um, and then I'll reach out to that person uh, before the end of the year. Who do you think, who comes to mind after thinking through and going through the game
1: uh so charlie ebersole He he's a fascinating man we are actually creating this the show together and he's he's a pretty cool producer and investor he's a really really he's a fascinating man so i nominate him
0: charlie ebersole if I'll, you're there, I'll, I'll be reaching out to you <laughs> yeah um well, Kellen, this was an honor, honestly, bro. Thank you so hey, much. Thank for you, playing. man. And my uh, time is yeah. your time. You're valued
1: in my life, so I thank you for that. having me do this. No, thank you.
0: Well, guys, you're listening to Seven Questions, uh, where I ask world leaders and fascinating people seven life-type questions. I want to thank our guest today, Kellen Lutz, for playing and being in the hot seat. Uh, if you are listening and you like this podcast, please like and subscribe. For all those who are new. My name is Booty, and this is 7 Questions. Thank you.